I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 43 today. Grateful to you for tuning in. So many great stories to cover on today's program. Later on, I'm excited. We're going to dedicate three segments to the Equal Rights Amendment. There have been some developments in Congress just this morning. The deadline, the House has voted to remove the deadline for ratification of that amendment to the U.S. Constitution uh, here in the state of Utah. There is some discussion as to whether or not Utah will ratify that. Uh, There is debate actually, on that issue. We're going to speak to both sides of that issue later on in the program. Looking forward to that. Also, we're going to look at there is a vice presidential debate coming up in October here in Salt Lake City. Cost a little bit of money. We're going to see if that money is well spent, if it is of value to us to bring a debate like this to our state. Looking forward to that conversation. We're going to kick things off, though, with a topic that I've discussed a number of times here on this program, and it is the idea of Second Amendment sanctuaries. In Uinta County, we learned not too long ago that the commission out there, the county commission, passed an ordinance making it so that state and uh, state and federal laws, uh, which in the opinion of the county infringe on the Second Amendment, are not to be enforced. Uh, They got together with the county attorneys and the sheriff out there and made a decision to draft up an ordinance. Uh, And then they voted on and unanimously passed that ordinance. And so now that's the case. Utah uh, has one county now which is deemed a a Second Amendment sanctuary or one that has passed a resolution or an ordinance uh, expressing uh, distaste for laws, uh, state or federal, that would infringe on an individual's Second Amendment rights. When I was speaking to the commissioners here in studio that day, I asked if they had had any conversations with uh, fellow county commissioners in other counties here in the state of Utah, uh, and they said, in fact, they had. And so I thought, well, let me reach out to those county commissioners. Let me ask and see if this is being worked on, if this is being analyzed or studied or considered elsewhere in the state of Utah. And I was surprised by the the responses I got. There is overwhelming support by this throughout the state. And uh, we're going to talk about that here in just a second, but let me more thoroughly define uh, this this deal here. Second Amendment sanctuaries. It's uh, something that started uh, during, in fact, the Obama administration. During President Obama's time in office, there were a number of states that uh, were afraid of his attitude towards the Second Amendment, fearful that some of the laws enacted under his administration uh, might infringe upon the Second Amendment rights. And so there were four states in particular who 
took it upon themselves to pass statewide legislation, ultimately signed by the governor, which would essentially create a scenario in which federal laws would not be enforced in those states if those laws, those federal laws, infringed upon the Second Amendment. Alaska, Idaho, Kansas, and Wyoming are those four states. Since then, this idea has spread to the, the county and, and, uh, and municipal level, and there are hundreds, if not thousands, of counties across the country which have adopted similar measures. Uh, Virginia, in fact, we've heard so much out of Virginia, the governor there in the legislature, uh, telegraphing their desire to pass maybe some more strict firearms legislation. Uh, well, 91 out of the 95 counties out there in Virginia have passed legislation creating scenarios that they would call Second Amendment sanctuary counties. So I told you that I reached out to the county commissioners throughout the state of Utah. One such county commissioner I reached out to was down in Utah County, and I got word back from Commissioner uh, Ivey, Nathan, Nathan Ivey, who joins me on the line now. Commissioner, sir, how are you? Uh, doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on today. Really appreciate it. Well, I'm grateful to you for responding to my email. I'm grateful to you for coming on to the program today. In the email, you said that your office, along with the county sheriff, are working on a similar action. Can you talk to us a little bit about this, please? Yes, I'd love to talk to you about it. And and I appreciate your segment into this. And, and we have seen, unfortunately, systematically at the federal level and in other states, uh, a very well-funded uh, small group of people who are just bent on robbing us of our Second Amendment rights. And, and we feel it's imperative down here in Utah County that we take some definitive action to say that's not going to happen here. We believe in the Second Amendment, and, and this is a place that, that we, you're safe. Your, your gun rights are safe in Utah County. And so I've started working with our wonderful sheriff, Sheriff Smith, who's a great you know, supporter of the Second Amendment, to put together some language to make sure that the, you know, the gun owners in Utah County, uh, they're protected and they're safe. And, and any type of, of unconstitutional or even questionable federal law is simply not going to be enforced here and, and take effect. You're, you're not going to come to Utah County and take people's guns away. It's not going to happen. Let me ask you this. There is a decision to make by the, the commissioners, those folks in your, in your situation, as to whether or not the effort is to pass a, a resolution or an ordinance. Are you considering changing the law of the land down there in Utah County or rather passing a resolution, which would be merely an expression of the will of the commission and those uh, in support? Great question. And so we're working with our county attorney to see kind of what we can craft that gives us the greatest strength. Uh, uh, personally, if we can come up with some type of an ordinance that's actually stronger, uh, that would be my preference. But, you know, at minimum, we're going to pass at least a resolution. But I'd actually like to see it, it be some type of codified ordinance in the county because I think it gives us a little bit, you know, more beef and, and strength when it comes to this issue. But but obviously, we've got to act within, you know, our legal rights as well. And so we're working with our good county attorney, David Levitt, who, you know, is also a, a strong Second Amendment guy to, to come up with what language is exactly right for us in this instance. But me personally, I'd like to see it codified because I think it puts us in a stronger position. The the sheriff there in Utah County, as well as your fellow commissioners, are, are on board with this effort and the, the, the direction in which you're headed? Yeah, you know, both my fellow commissioners are strong supporters of the Second Amendment and, and are on board for us to, to move forward with this. So, and, and as soon as we get 
kind of some initial language put together. We'll throw this on a work session so that we can have that open public dialogue and, and share each other's ideas on it and, and come out of this with a really cohesive, you know, unanimously supported uh, action that, that really strengthens our position here in Utah County as gun owners. Commissioner Nathan Ivey, Utah County, sir, I'm grateful to you for uh, speaking to me. I'm grateful to you for your efforts down there in Utah County. Uh, let's speak again soon. Sounds great. We'll look forward to updating you on our progress. Thank you so much. So that was Commissioner Nathan Ivey from Utah County. I, over the past little while, have been paying close attention to this issue of sanctuary states and counties when it comes to the Second Amendment. Uh, There are a number of municipalities and counties who have passed legislation across the country, and that uh, initiative appears to be just now catching fire here in the state of Utah, starting with Uinta County, and now it looks like Utah County is getting on board. Uh, Red flag laws would be one of those bits of state or federal legislation which would not be enforced in an area that has passed an ordinance like this declaring itself a sanctuary county. Well, in our next segment, we're going to speak to State Senator Todd Weiler, who is trying to revive an effort which has seemed to have petered out on the the part of uh, Representative Steve Handy. We're going to talk to him about why he is resurrecting this effort and what he hopes to get from it next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.